Welcome to the Burst Leadership Podcast, short conversations designed to help you grow into a healthier leader, one who knows God, loves others, and embraces life. Sometimes it'll be like chatting together over a cup of coffee, and sometimes we'll take a deeper dive. Let's get started. Welcome to this special Burst Leadership Podcast. I'm Brent Hoover. And I say special because this will be a reflection on two important issues that affect the expansion of the global Christian church. And the first issue is that of culture and leader development programs and designs. And the second is Jesus and something that is more important than all these principles put together. We've just finished a deep dive into the principles of effective leader development. If you remember last time, we talked about how different individuals are. And as we all know, cultures are also vastly different. So, should leader development look similar from culture to culture? Absolutely not. But many church leaders struggle with this. One problem in the global church today is that a program developed in one part of the world is often copied and used in another part of the world with very little thought of adaptation. But even if some language or adaptation of content takes place, often the entire design is blind to the ways of people in that second culture, so it cannot be as effective as hoped for. I want you to imagine with me a better way. Imagine local Christian leaders together exploring the Bible and deeply understanding the principles of how people were built by God and how Jesus actually did it on earth with his disciples. Then imagine those leaders facing the reality of their own Christian leadership challenges in their own society. Together, as leaders, they decide to put themselves through their own training program. They encounter spiritual, relational, experiential, and instructional challenges. Then they use that to help them design a realistic and effective program for their own people and context. And as they lead their own ministries, they also begin to take these holistic transformational designs into their own churches and ministries. They first establish a strong spiritual culture around prayer, looking to God, and meditating on Jesus' words. Then they lovingly and carefully and prayerfully choose a few people to build. I'm talking about the right kind of people. And by the right kind of people, we mean those men and women who are in some small or big ways already thinking and acting and influencing others for God. Then the leaders design their own unique program to grow leaders using the resource and opportunities from their own culture and surroundings, from the Bible, and from the principles of Jesus' ministry. It looks and feels and works in a very native way, like nothing they have ever used before. It touches the hearts and souls and relationships of those emerging leaders in a deeply personal way. It challenges their cultural and even family biases because someone who truly knows them has designed it and there is nothing to hide. 
It's not too knowledge-based or too foreign or too unrealistic. It just fits. The only uncomfortable parts are when the Holy Spirit does His work through those areas of character and faith that need to be challenged. It's just like when the disciples were questioned in the fishing boat that day after the storm, where is your faith? Jesus knew their issue. Only a Jewish rabbi who grew up near the Lake of Galilee and loved his disciples and knew his goal of building their faith in a Jewish way through a Jewish culture could have done that. Because he loved them and knew their strengths and weaknesses and where they needed to be challenged. He used teaching and real-life experiences and relationships, and when he walked among them, it was true spirituality, a fullness of the Spirit that didn't look fake at all. In fact, it looked like everyday life, but one filled with God. This is the better way. Local leaders in every corner of the earth looking to God, trusting Him for power and for a way to build their own generation of disciples who will lead. This is the way of Jesus. He came among us. He brought God's way into that culture, not the ways of another culture. Leadership varies from place to place, but when we do it trusting in Him, People will say, God is in that place. And that is the goal of all Christian leadership. Moving people from where they are now towards the presence of God, where they are living out His purposes. So friends, be encouraged. You have been given gifts from God so you can think and act and design. You have been evaluating things your entire life. Now apply that to building people. Ask yourself, should this design work? And then go use it. While it's being used, ask, is it working well? And after you're done, ask, did it work? To put it bluntly, no well-designed program will work effectively in another culture. Because a well-designed program has gone deeply into the needs and opportunities of that culture. Globally, we as Christian brothers and sisters can and should learn from one another and share with one another. Some design concepts done in Asia have really helped me, a Westerner, see what a healthy church leader program should focus on. The spiritual dynamics we see in some of those churches in the East are so strong that it has brought to light why we lack the passion for God in churches in other regions. A sports ministry program idea from Eurasia sparked us to move forward in a bigger way in Africa and Asia. This is the cross-cultural sharing of ideas that we need. But when it comes to a specific design, here's the big idea. Do your own culturally specific design. More and more, we are becoming a global church. At one of our leader development consultations years ago, we heard this phrase over and over, the global church. 
Leaders from different countries did not want their own indigenous healthy church. They wanted to be a part of a global church family, learning, learning and growing together. East and West, North and South, churches learning, serving, and building leaders. The gospel is transcultural. It is the power of God for salvation to all who believe. And in every culture, we will need to build leaders who can serve well. Let's return to Jesus. He is the model for the church. He truly showed us, as church leaders, the way. The way of knowing God, of making disciples, of training people shaping character, and mostly, mostly of loving people. I want to focus on this as we close. There is much emphasis on principles and effectiveness. Remember, we are just noticing what God has used in the past. We are pulling out principles like the four dynamics we have talked about. But I have realized something more important than all the rest. The love of God. His love in us, His love for us, and His love through us must permeate all that we do as Christian leaders. It must guide us in our attitudes, actions, words, and motivations. People we work with must feel it coming from us. I'm convinced that it is the supreme thing that drew the disciples shaped them, and caused them to take up their cross and follow him all the way to their own deaths. At the end of John's gospel, we see Peter in his post-resurrection regret, out on the sea, in the boat, and he caught nothing. Nothing. Let that sink in. Without Jesus, we truly will catch nothing of importance But just the sight of the Lord on the beach invigorated him, and he dove in the water. That was always Peter. He was always all in, no matter what the result. He either succeeded big or he failed big. But the sight of Jesus changed everything. You may be a leader with a pretty empty boat. You feel like you've labored all night long and caught nothing. But Jesus is there on the shore waiting. So Peter comes out of the water, dripping wet, and sits down. And Jesus does something surprising. He does not lecture Peter about his failure to be out evangelizing. He does not rebuke his poor theology. He simply invites him to fellowship, a meal. And then he asks the question. The final question Jesus asked his most important and precious disciple in his life was the summation of his entire calling and training of this man. Peter, do you love me? If so, then I welcome you to feed my sheep. This question of Jesus shows me that the ultimate way of Jesus 
in building his men was the way of loving them, sacrificially, totally, to the point where they knew it without a shadow of doubt. The one with the greatest influence on others is the one who loves them the way Jesus loved. That is humbling. That is also hopeful. Because it means that even though I don't do this thing perfectly, or even if I blow it, or even if I hurt someone, if I love them deeply, that love will cover a multitude of sins and mistakes, and it will become the biggest transforming force in their lives. Not many of us had a father who was an important world leader. But can you deny that his love meant the world to you? It was not his influence on the world or what he did for you that really touched you. It was his love for you as a person, as a son or daughter that mattered more than anything. So it is with those we lead. We are their spiritual fathers and mothers. So the end of the matter is that the most important thing we can do with those we lead is to know, accept, and listen to them, and sometimes just to be with them. This is what it means to love them. Let's pray for that. Father in heaven, Your word says you are love. You poured it out on us through the Holy Spirit and you demonstrated it to us once for all on the cross. We do not have to worry if you loved us. We just need to walk in it more. And we need others to sense it, to see it, and to know it from us. May our leadership be characterized by love that is fully alive. We ask it in the name of the one who loves us, Jesus Christ. Amen. Go with God, remain in his love, and have an amazing day. This has been the Burst Leadership Podcast. For more resources on healthy leadership, check out our website, leadersource.org.